Talk Live. We are doing the Saturday edition of this program. We do it live every single night of the week, unlike uh, some of those talk show hosts that, you know, they don't take time off. Uh, <laughs> we do take a little time off. Each of us does the show six days a week, and so there's one day uh, per week or two days per week when both of us are not on the same show. That's correct. We do have other wonderful co-hosts who uh, fill in for us or come in on those uh, particular days. So uh, you can join us any old time you want to. The phone lines are always open at 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free at 1-855-450-3733, and you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the website by submitting what we call show prep to the site. It could be uh, everything from a blog post to a news item to a YouTube video. Whatever you think our listeners will enjoy, you submit it as show prep to the site, and then it'll come up in the upcoming stories queue. Now, to be honest, the the site has lacked something that is going to be coming at some point in the future. Is kind of like a how-to because it is a pretty complicated website to some extent, although I mean, when I say complicated, there's a lot on the site. The concept of the site is pretty simple. You submit something to it. You then vote up or down as to whether or not you like the items on the site. So when I've you, submitted things. It's not that complicated. It's not complicated to submit things. But I guess some people didn't understand that there's this upcoming stories queue. So when you first submit an item to the website, it doesn't pop right up on the front page. It goes into the up, what they call the upcoming stories queue, where others can then start voting for it or voting against it. And the most voted up, when, they, when it gets a certain number of votes, it then gets promoted to possibly being up on the front page of the site. And the, mo- the more votes it gets, uh, the more likely it's going to be up toward the top of the site. So it's kind of this social aggregating, uh, bookmarking news site. And one thing that's been missing until today has been the ability, and I didn't even know this, and it was just reported by someone submitting a story, like basically a bug report submitting it as show prep, uh, and then others voting it up. So our listeners, the market, if you will, online told us, hey, market. sure would be cool to be able to vote down after you've accidentally voted up. So if you accidentally hit the wrong button on a, on a vote, there was no way to correct it before, but now you can. So I think that's a nice little, uh, little feature to Sweet. add. So yeah, now you can you can correct if you screw up or maybe you change your mind and you thought the story was good or you thought it was bad and you want to vote in the reverse, you can now do that over at freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive. I want to start out the show tonight. Of course, you can bring up anything you want, but with a story we haven't touched on in a while, it's probably just because we haven't seen any stories in the news about it, doesn't mean it's not happening, just means we haven't seen it, and that is hazing. at uh, Specifically at college campuses, but hazing in general because it does happen in other places. Uh, it's kind of this. Many military units will have hazing. Yeah, and uh, and other, uh, for, I guess societies might have hazing. I had a girlfriend who was in the band, um, and apparently there was some kind of in high school, and there was some kind of hazing process for that. Really? Yeah, you know, I'm sure it wasn't sanctioned, but hazing can range from kind of silly and fun, and and mostly harmless, to absolutely dangerous and life threatening. Yeah, and it's. You know, when it crosses the line from silly and fun into becoming dangerous, I think is when people really need to step back and take a look at what's going on here. And do you really want to be involved in a group of people that values their humanity at such a low level? Because I think you have to really put your humanity aside for some of the, the hazing things we're going to talk about here. Certainly things that, uh, you know, some hazing is inhumane. And I've heard excuses for hazing you know, in that it builds loyalty and, and things like that. And a lot of them sound like excuses to me. 
You mean excuses to be abusive toward other human beings? Yeah. I mean, I had a situation where I was in high school and there was a hazing process involved. It was institutionalized, as a matter of fact. Um, it was it usually the, is, right? The, uh, no. No, it's not. I don't know that it, it generally is. Um, you know, many times the the colleges won't allow hazing. But Oh, you mean the actual institution was okay with this? This was the Latin club at, at the high school I went to, and they had a, every year they had a sl- slave sale, and the, oh. you know, they would show what it was like to, you know, in, in these times, Roman times, people were bought and sold. And so... We would go out to the beach. We had one of those when I was in high school. This was in, uh, you know, out of the beach in Bradenton, Florida, and it was a nice beach time. And then they'd do the slave sale, and uh, you know, the money would go to the Latin club, and they'd do I don't know whatever the Latin club did with the money. And people would, you know, there'd be a couple of hours, there'd be a pizza party and that kind of thing. But I was, you know, it was it was pretty rough um, as far as the the hazing process. I remember the guy took a uh, a, a jersey. He was uh, some kind of uh, you know sports player. Took a jersey and tied a pizza a crust to my forehead and you know some other uh, you know sort of things that went on and you know what that next year i couldn't wait for the slave sale and i oh, man. brutalized you know in the in the same sort of humiliating way the guy the the next guy that came along and this is it's a cycle of abuse it really is. So I'll give you an example here of uh, hazing. And then, of course, you're certainly welcome to add to the discussion. Perhaps you've been involved in hazing rituals. Uh, perhaps you have been abused and or you have actually dealt out the abuse or both because typically you receive the abuse and then you deal it out, as you're pointing out, over you know the next when the next batch of recruits comes in. So here's what brought this to my attention or brought this topic up. It's a story out of the Boston area, Brighton excuse me, Boston University, where hub detectives are seeking charges against 14 suspects, this according to the Boston Herald, following a hazing report at a Boston University frat early Monday where cops said the victims were lashed together with tape, smeared in condiments, doused in beer, and wearing only their underwear. The 14 who are not... I wouldn't call that life-threatening. I wouldn't necessarily either, but uh, I'll give you a little more info. The 14 who were not named by cops yet because clerk magistrate must rule on the case first face a total of 70 complaints. According to Boston police, They were there were five victims of the suspected hazing at Alpha Epsilon Pi fraternity. Police report someone could be heard shouting just after midnight Monday when police responded to a call of loud music. Police said they heard the cops are here. According to a police report, the five victims were covered in food, condiments, and beer. Officers observed the victims to be shivering and fearful. They were all uh, they were all tied together via duct tape, wrist to wrist, to form a human chain. I wonder whether they were fearful of the people that tied them up and put condiments on them, or they were feel for, fearful of the cops and the embarrassment that they um, have because they've been found in this condition. You know, when you're in the hazing process, you realize that most of the people who are hazing you have been hazed. So you have this camaraderie kind of, uh, you know, it's the cycle of abuse. They're in the cycle with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas if somebody from the outside comes along, that's the embarrassment. Well, you know, it does say they were shivering here, which suggests that probably it was cold. cold. Yeah, they had Sprite uh, poured on them or whatever. Yeah, and who knows, maybe the you know windows in the house were left open or some sort of uh, you know additional tactic was uh, being used to uh, make them very cold. But so the officers uh, inquired if they were all right, and no one replied verbally to the officers. One of the victims looked at the officers with tears coming down his face, shook his head from right to left and back, indicating no. 
Officers cut the five victims loose and brought them upstairs, interviewed suspects that were present in the house and denied knowing, they denied knowing why there were victims in the basement, freezing in the basement even. Now, mm. I can tell you that uh, in New England, basements, uh, even, if houses, even if a house is heated, the basement tends to be a pretty darn cold place to be. Can be. And situation. So they were freezing, ostensibly here, according to uh, the report, and humiliated, petrified, and covered in various substances. All 14 suspects will face complaints of hazing, failure to report hazing, and assault and battery. Three of the 14 suspects will also face complaints of keeper of a disorderly house. Now, I don't really feel like these people should be criminally prosecuted because ultimately – People who are going through hazing processes did consent to some extent, right? Did they necessarily consent to all of it? I don't know. Well, but I think that the hazing process is intended. I mean, usually what I hear about hazing process, remember that they haze Navy SEALs. They mm-hmm. haze Green Berets. The government sanctions essentially a hazing process for these people. Why? To weed out the weak. For the uh, the the fraternity, what you're trying to, to do is weed out the people that do not are not loyal enough to the fraternity. And if you're loyal enough, you'll be let in. So... Yeah, I think in most cases, if you say, I want to be let go, they're going to let you do that. Go ahead. Walk out. And matter of fact, that's what they try to get you to do often. Walk out. Is leave. Get out of here. Leave. Interesting. And and the ones that won't leave, they get to be in the club. That's a good question. See, I've never been involved in any of this because it's creepy to me, and I want nothing to do with that. I I don't uh, don't think you get friends, uh, good friends, based on abusing one another. Um, some but, would disagree, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure some do. And if you would like to comment on this, eight five five four fifty three is the toll free number. If someone says "let me go," will they be let go? If they're already in deep, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Is there a hazing safe word? Eight five five four fifty three. Free talk live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are awaiting you there. You can go there and uh, experience the webcam. We've got it. Uh, and the chat room is built into the same page. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners all at once over at cam.freetalklive.com. And it's free. That's cam.freetalklive.com. You know, uh, a lot of people have asked me in the past about liberty-oriented music. What do I think is, the, you know, where do we find liberty-oriented music? One of the best bands I've heard so far is Raja Mojo. You can go listen to them at uh, at YouTube.com. It's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O, Raja Mojo. But what we've done here on Free Talk Live is we've uh, kind of put together a campaign to drive Raja Mojo up the charts at CDBaby.com. Because one of the great things about music is that, you know, it can get messages out to people who otherwise wouldn't hear it. So for, well, I think it was $3.16 to get all four of the songs over at CDBaby.com. 
common. You know, maybe you want them all. Maybe you maybe you don't want them all. But um, you know, go over to cdbaby.com and you know, thanks to everybody who has done this, by the way, because Raja Mojo really is up the charts. Let me tell you some of the uh, numbers here: retro rock number one and two, seventies rock number one, intelligent dance music number one. Beatles pop, number two. Folk rock, number two. Hard rock, number two and three. Political, two, three. No, excuse me, two, four, five, and six. And so if you want to see, well, liberty-oriented music thrive, you need to make an investment in it. Raja Mojo at cdbaby.com. All right, so we started out the show with a story from Boston University where some young males were um, tied up. And tied up in a basement, they were duct taped to one another. They had been humiliated by a a variety of uh, beer and condiments and food items being uh, thrown upon them, smeared on them, doused uh, with them, etc. But there was one little fact that the Boston Herald left out of their piece that was included in the CBS News report about the same instance. And that is that the students were... It was mentioned that they were in the basement. They were stripped to their underwear, and there were red welts on their backs. They're beaten. So, ostensibly, they were beaten with something. Well, you know, when you see the paddles with the Greek uh, um, letters on them, Mm -hmm. it's not really a surprise. I mean, that— You mean they're not playing playing, uh, ping pong? No, those? no, those those paddles are intended to uh, to to light the bottom up of someone. And I had a situation, you know, one time a friend was showing me his Greek paddle, and I'm like, oh, come on, what do they do with that? And you know, I was I was a tough guy when I was young, yeah. and I'm like, go ahead, let me see what it was like. And I'll tell you what, that was hurts, a really huh? severe whopping. Wow. Just one, which one time? Did it have was, holes in it? Yeah, it did have holes in it. Wow. Man, that's sick. I'm sorry. That, to me, seems whacked. Uh, but there's another, uh, pr- there's another uh, piece here that I want to share, which I was looking I around for. I used to for, voluntarily uh, you know, fight people. <laughs> so I was looking around to see what sort of hazing's in the news here. And uh, as I was doing that, I found a piece called In Defense of Hazing. So uh, somebody is going to try to defend this sick, abusive uh, you know, this activity that is apparently pretty common on uh, college campuses and other places around this country. We'll get to that here in a moment. But you can also bring up anything that's on your mind. Mike is driving through Kansas. Is listening to XM Satellite Radio. It's Extreme Talk. Hello, Mike. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, it's nice to talk to you guys again. I love your show. I wish uh, I wish that you were on for a longer period of time each night, but I know that we all have a life, right? But well, I mean, uh, last- <laughs> we, we do three hours a night, and that's it's a, you know it's a decent length for a radio show. Yeah, I know. I, c- I could listen to you guys all day to tell you the honest truth. That's what I meant. But last night, the female personality that was on uh, when you're going over the story about the raid where the uh, the police chief was killed. I think that all of you made the comment, why weren't they wearing bulletproof vests? And I just wanted to clarify something. For a hobby, um, I have I, I'm, I uh, reload my own ammunition, mm-hmm. and um, I've, I did a lot of research on body armor, soft body armor, and this is just something that I learned. Um, there are three types of soft body armor, level 1, level 2, and level 3A. Now, okay. what all law enforcement wears is level 3A. Now, Soft body owner armor will only defeat a projectile moving at 1,800 feet per second or less, right? Which is pretty much all all handgun rounds. Now, the thing that will scare scare a law enforcement officer is a rifle, and I'm almost guaranteeing that those officers were shot with a rifle. I'm sure that they were wearing body armor. Hmm. No body armor will defeat a rifle round. 
Anything well, moving over, no it, soft body armor. No, no, no soft body armor will defeat a rifle round. They could still have a plate in there, right? Yeah, they, they could, have those. They, they have those. Well, they have the, 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 I don't know. They're kind of like this really thick clay stuff um, that uh, the, the soldiers will wear. And there's also metal plates that'll go with these uh, these soft uh, body armor. Yeah, those are plates, and the, and those are worn in what's called a plate carrier. There's ceramic plate and steel. Steel mm-hmm. plates will ricochet, and most ceramic plates will only absorb one round. Now, neither of which of, of those are called standalone. They all require soft body armor as a secondary method to, to keep the bullet from penetrating. That's okay. just something I thought I wanted to clarify. But the other thing is this. Um, with the hazing, look at what people are willing to go through to belong to a group. Yeah, yeah. sick. Yeah. It's, it's those people that get hazed grow up to be police officers. Well, they grow up to be all kinds of things. I mean, these hazings happen in uh, college fraternities and uh, sororities across the country. They're certainly not all becoming cops. Uh, they end up in, in all manner of roles in society. But it's, it's a, to me, it's a really disturbing thing. Have you ever experienced this? I've never experienced it. I, I was, however, in the Army. I joined the Army uh, when I was 18 years old. And, and that kind of stuff did go on quite often. And... Um, uh, the, there, there was something else that was really important to me that on the show uh, several nights ago I was listening, and you were talking about how you wanted to see people stand up for somebody getting jackbooted by the cops. And you said something to the effect of, you know, if people would step in and say, hey, stop, enough, get off of them, and let the guy get away. Well, you know what? That is the way it has to be, but people are so freaking scared now once i have a by the way i wasn't uh i wasn't advocating that necessarily as much as i was saying that if people are going to snap and get violent i would prefer to see them do an intervention instead so what i was talking about just to clarify for anyone who's just tuning in and didn't hear that original conversation the idea being that there's plenty of video of people just standing around watching and shooting video with cell phone cameras as the, the police are savagely beating someone uh someone who absolutely didn't deserve to be beaten and they just stand around and they watch and we know from post interviews of uh, these very people that some of them are, are saying things like someday we're just going to we're going to you know we're going to bust in there we're going to do something about this we're going to uh you essentially get violent, and I, I feel like it's going to go from one extreme to the other. It's going to go from the extreme of people, uh, people doing nothing to people actually getting violent and then you know proceeding to beat the cops, and I don't want to see that happen. So I was simply suggesting that if something is going to snap, that I hope that instead those people just you know pull the police officer off the individual that they are attacking and stop the violence rather than reciprocating with violence. So go ahead. Yeah, I certainly understand, and I by no, no means wanted to misrepresent what you said. Now, we all know that it is a felony to even put your finger in the chest of a police officer. Sure. But it, what it, what's going to have to happen is people are going to have to see it several times before they can get it into their mind and say, look, it's okay to stand up. It's okay to protect somebody who's getting jackbooted. I, I, I want to see that, too. You know, we need the police. They're the first line of defense. God we need darn it, good. We need, we need good cops who are actually focused on peace rather than mindlessly enforcing too. stupid laws. And yeah, focused on de-escalation. Mike, thanks for the call and the calls. Eight five five four fifty free. You can talk about hazing or body armor, whatever is on your mind. Uh, coming up, somebody's going to defend hazing. Free talk live. 
technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. We've got a lot of stuff, and that includes our mobile site. So for those of you with a smartphone, you can go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You'll get quick access to our live streams and the podcast, as well as the software that you'll need to tune in. Uh, so go to m dot freetalklive.com get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com they've got hundreds and hundreds of different sayings over there I, sometimes i like to go and just browse the website and read the sayings on the bumper stickers uh, very enjoyable and you can check them out let your voice be heard it's libertystickers.com they've got uh, stickers available in bulk if you've got some kind of retail outlet or you know uh, you know we go to gun shows or flea markets or whatever also, uh, they will make custom bumper stickers for your church, band, business, whatever you want. It's libertystickers.com. We're talking about hazing, although you can certainly bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. Maybe you are in favor of hazing, as the author of uh, In Defense of Hazing is going to tell us about here in a moment here, uh, which to me is just like saying you're in favor of abuse, because that's really all we're talking about is people justifying their abuse that happened to them after the fact and justifying the cycle of abuse because they likely went on to abuse other people. But that's what I consider hazing to be. However, it's consensual abuse. So, so I, I think that, Mark, you know, you talked about – we talked about how the police are looking at charging 14 people in this particular hazing in uh, Boston University where some young males were found shivering in a freezing cold basement, uh, sitting in their underwear covered in beer and uh, manner of all manner of different food uh, items and condiments and such. Uh, they were all duct taped together. They even had wet, uh, red welts on their backs. And, uh, you know, you look at a you look at a case like that and it, that's really a, a pretty lightweight kind of hazing cons- considering some of the stuff we've heard about in the past. But I think that you had said that you believe that if somebody says stop, somebody says let me go, that they would be allowed to let go, be, you know, be let go. And Certainly that, in most cases. Is my I would is. hope so. But I would say that criminal charges shouldn't happen up until that point if someone says stop and they don't stop that's kidnapping that's yeah at that point that's a criminal charge but prior to that i think that uh you know you're game if you're game to be hazed then you're game for whatever it is they're going to dish out to you until you tell them to stop i suppose you have 10 seconds after the person says stop in order to come to your senses or whatever but you know some some very short period of time after the person says stop you know if you're in full swing on one of these paddles or something like that and the person says stop when you're halfway through eh, it's not really fair right right would you agree with me that up until that point, uh, police shouldn't be involved, the state should, shouldn't be involved, sure. the prosecution isn't necessary? We'll continue here. In defense of hazing, still to come, your calls about whatever's on your mind. Max is listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk in Houston, Texas. Max, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Uh, I've been following your show quite a bit, listening to it. And uh, uh, it has its good points and its bad points. 
uh, I think last night I kind of got the gist that y'all think it's great that the police officer got killed. Whoa. I think we said a couple of times that that I wasn't mean, the case. Well, that that that, but you were backtracking because that's what you said to start with. No, no, I don't. No. When, 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 when would we and, have said that it was you great? Implied, you implied that that it was that it was justified uh, without really, you know, it's like it's just like this thing down in Florida, the whole the. The whole thing has not really been investigated properly. The whole thing has not really been looked into properly. Well, hold on. Let's let's bring our listeners up to speed, Max, because not everybody may have been tuned in last night. What you're referring to is a story out of Greenfield, excuse me, Greenland, New New Hampshire, where uh, there were four cops uh, that were shot and a fifth uh, police chief was actually killed. So four shot. A lot of these towns in New Hampshire, the police chief is the one guy that's a cop in that town. I don't know if that's the case. With I don't know either. Town. I'm just saying that the. But know. we do know it was the New Hampshire Drug Task Force. We do know that this drug task force was serving some sort of a drug raid on a particular house uh, where they were targeting a, an individual who was ostensibly selling steroids. So we know why they were doing what they were doing. It was a part of the war on drugs. We know that and, the, the police chief said that his final act before he was going to retire was to get this guy. So it has that whole, I shot the sheriff kind of feel to it that there's this vendetta going on and i never at any point and mark you were here i never at any point said that it was a good thing that this officer was shot i said it was a tragedy uh that these officers were shot and it was an entirely preventable tragedy because if these guys weren't there on their precious war on drugs which of course is completely fruitless and uh, and futile and pointless uh then they never would have gotten shot and everybody could have gone home to their families that night because they would have been investigating real crimes instead of people trying to get high or buff themselves up or whatever it is that uh, that they're trying to do and what i said is how many lives yeah. wait, wait wait i want to make it clear what i said too i asked the question how many lives and how much sacred treasure are we going to throw after this failed war on drugs when all we have to do it looks is look at places like amsterdam and portugal and how their drug usage has dropped over time to me, if you want to know how I feel about this, this is kind of like you telling the neighbor kid over and over again you shouldn't play in the street, and then at some point or another a car hits him. But you're correct in one point. The war on drugs has really failed. It's a, it's a policy that is not good for anybody, period. But the whole thing needs to be thrown out and started over with. What can we do to correct this? But our our so-called government will not sit down and try to correct things. Instead, they just keep adding more and more and more right. to distort everything. So it sounds like we completely agree, Max, because you're right. They do continue well, to ramp we, up and we, escalate their yeah, war on drugs. Yes, but uh, but but you, again, I think it's good that y'all have that type of viewpoint to take things to an extreme where people do have a dialogue. Uh, incidentally, I drive all over the United States. I have been up in New Hampshire. It is beautiful up there. 
It absolutely uh, is. And and drugs are everywhere, yeah. and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And no, no matter how many drug dealers are shot or taken off the streets by these uh, police, they'll just be replaced by somebody else. And as you you know, as you pointed out, this war on drugs is insane, and we don't need to start it over. It just needs to end. So to answer your question earlier, it just needs to end. And these cops, just like the war on uh, alcohol back in the early part of the 20th century, ended at some point. This one needs to end, too. And with it... With the end of the war on drugs, we'll end most of the violence and most of the theft and most of the robberies that are associated with, uh, with drug use. So let me ask you this. Well, now, b- before you go on, you, you were concerned that we were not uh, being deferential enough to the police officers in this case. Do you think it's – now, uh, we, you're a trucker. I think truckers – uh, keep America moving. I think that they're an important aspect of the American economy. And if we didn't have truckers, that things would really, really be messed up. Why don't when truckers get killed, by the way, truckers much higher on the list of deadly jobs in America than police officers. Um, why, when truckers get killed, don't we have parades? Well, uh, every once in a while, they do have a uh, uh, a funeral procession or something like that. That's to awesome. Tribute to a trucker. But they don't. Uh, but the yeah, town but only but, other drivers. But the town, but the town doesn't sanction it. The, the town doesn't sanction it, it, and people don't come out for it, right? Oh yeah, you're you're correct. But incidentally, truckers have now with the different regulations that we have. We have annual physicals where they do drug testing. We do. We have random drug testing where they call you in and say, "How oh, we need you to go to so and so," and with no notice. Uh, have the drug test, which I think is great because I have seen uh, years ago you'd see these guys, their eyes look like road maps because they've been driving 24 hours, taking all kinds of pills and everything else. Well, if a, if a private and, company wants to institute drug testing, that's their business. I don't uh, support right. being forced on everybody. Besides, you and I both know that no amount of drug tests is ever going to stop people who want to use drugs from using drugs. I'm sure you realize that, Max. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's the toll-free number here. When he's talking about the funeral processions, those are drivers, professional drivers yeah. that are having their own procession. Awesome. Um, so 855-450-FREE, SACL-CAI toll-free line. Whether you want to talk about the police, the war on drugs, or hazing, your experiences with hazing, and maybe you want to defend hazing, I think it's pretty sick, personally. 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at AU.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you on this live Saturday edition is 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do that by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. There are links to Amazon there. 
different Amazons for different countries. So there's Amazon US, Canada, UK. Click into the right one for you and then get your shopping done because it's the same Amazon experience you're used to. You're just entering through our affiliate link so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. Start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com's got everything, and it's got it at rates that you won't believe. You've got to go to ManVentureOutpost.com before you buy anything for the outdoor enthusiast in your life, whether it's you or someone you love. They've got knives, ammunition. Everybody's looking for ammunition these days. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau, and you know how important that is when you shop online. You can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Now, like I said, they've got some of the best rates that you're going to be able to find, so 5% off at ManVentureOutpost.com really is a savings. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. We're talking about hazing. Uh, Well, that's one of the topics that has come up this particular hour. It's what we started the show out with. And thus far, no one has called to relay to us their experience with hazing. Is it because you're too embarrassed? Yeah. Uh, because some people apparently I laid mine, and it's, it's embarrassing. I got to say, some people are apparently proud of it. There's an article I have here from the New York Daily News called "In Defense of Hazing." We can get to that here in a moment. Uh, but for those of you who may be uh, unfamiliar with this, uh, you're fortunate if you've never come across it. Uh, it is something that is relatively common, apparently, in fraternities and sorority houses uh, at various colleges across the country. Well, let me ask you this: Is there no role for hazing? If we're talking about uh, humiliation of other uh, of other human beings and or possibly uh, you know assaulting or you know harming them, yeah, I would say there's no role for that. I think so, it's sick and to twisted. Me, to me, the uh, the extreme of hazing is what happens to Navy SEALs, Green Berets, the special forces in the United States. There's of course uh, the Force Recon and the uh, Marines and uh, the the command, Air Commandos and uh, Air Force. Um, I'm sure the Coast Guard has their version too. But <laughs> you know they have these programs. Uh, for these elite teams, and there's more elite teams that I haven't even mentioned, and each of them has it, it's a component of hazing. You know, obviously it's couched in the in the the uh, you know the, the the realm of testing testing one physically, but to some extent that's what hazing is. It's testing someone physically, emotionally, and psychologically in order to get into your group. Now, I think, frankly, the idea of testing someone to get into your fraternity, uh, really, please. I mean, like, your organization isn't worth that to me. Oh, but Mark, fraternities, I mean, if you listen to their proponents, uh, they these things create friendships that last a lifetime. I, Don't you want that? I, I, I think everybody want- wants friendships that last, last lifetimes. Um, you know, somebody did call into the show about his situation with a fraternity where he got out of a fraternity. What I can't remember what his reason was, but he decided to get out. And suddenly those guys didn't hang out with him anymore. Oh, well, yeah, because they're not your real friends. Because it's like you have to belong to the, the club. And it's very strange. Well, it's, it's kind of it's like rent a friend, essentially. Like you don't pay your dues. You don't go through the hazing process. You don't do what, you, you know, what you're told to do. What if there's out. somebody you don't like? in this fraternity i mean there's all kinds of people doing all kinds of silly things that i've heard of in fraternities so you know i don't want to be around that but i have to like these guys they're my brothers i i think that you know if the excuse behind hazing or these you know tests that people must pass in order to be parts of these groups is that it somehow brings people together 
I don't believe that. I think that there are plenty of ways for people to bond. Well, uh, people do bond without beating one another and humiliating one another. People do bond over sort of extreme uh, circumstances. So there's there's no doubt about it. You can see that oftentimes there's there's statistics and stories about uh, you know if if uh, I, I'm going to use uh, you know genders here, uh, a man rescues a woman in some circumstance. Those people will often get into a relationship, and often the relationship doesn't work out in the long run because it wasn't based on anything but people right. and this isn't based on anything either except for the fact you all got peed on together or something crazy <laughs> like that so uh 855-453 if you'd like to share with us your thoughts on hazing or experiences with it at one 450 3733 so here's the piece from the new york daily news in defense of hazing this is uh, pretty fresh uh, written a couple days ago It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen, writes the author. In the basement of a fraternity at Dartmouth College, I watched as two of my best friends stood on either side of a trash can. They had just competed to see who could drink the most beer in the shortest amount of time. Now they were attempting to pull the trigger, that is, inducing vomiting, to get rid of the 15 cups of beer in each of their stomachs. But there was a twist. The first guy reached his hand into the mouth of the second guy, attempting to pull his trigger for him while the second guy did the very same thing to the first guy. Soon enough, they both succeeded in helping each other disgorge the beer. Thank goodness. Or and not. I'm in, not sure. In awe, says the author, I whispered to the person standing next to me, it's like watching two kittens lick each other clean. Now, just those first four paragraphs to me are disturbing. Yeah, I'm that, freaked out. That uh, this is, again, not a violent form of hazing. There's no uh, actual violence being engaged here in this particular example. But that the person could look at this display and say something like, it's the most beautiful thing they had ever seen. What? How twisted do you have to be to make a statement like that? That's <laughs> the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? Not the a beautiful vista of the sunrise in the morning or the sunset at night or the starry sky or... The birth of your you know, wife or, or your, your child, excuse me. Right, or, or your you. lover's face or whatever. Not, yeah. not one of these things, but no, no. Two frat house boys pulling on each other's uvula so they can puke <laughs> up a bunch of beer that they, uh, they swallowed moments before. <laughs> it's... So this should give you an indicator of where exactly this particular uh, person who's writing this article, who's uh, you know ostensibly some kind of doer... Some person who, uh, let's see, he's a writer. He's contributed to Salon, the Good Men Project, Nerve in the Atlantic. You know, this is some person, Snowden Wright is his name in the New York Daily News. Mr. Wright, you know, is ostensibly a successful I don't understand what person. Mr. Wright is writing about. Uh, so, uh, ostensibly, this person is a successful writer. You know, he's being published in the New York Daily News and Salon.com, etc. These are fairly uh, re- renowned places to be Certainly published. wouldn't argue with that. So, the point being that uh, these people who are being hazed do go on to productive lifestyles, obviously. But, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what have they been through? What, what are these people doing to one another? And why the pleasure? Why is it beautiful to watch this happen? This, to me, is despicable and unsettling 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here he goes on with his piece over the past few months such activities within greek organizations at dartmouth and elsewhere have come under scrutiny due mostly to claims made by a young writer named andrew Lose. now the former sigma epsilon excuse me sigma alpha epsilon 
pledge, made allegations about hazing rituals while accusing Dartmouth administrators of turning a blind eye. Hmm. Gee, that's not a surprise, is it? So on one hand, the administrators of these schools issue press releases and make statements publicly saying, we will not tolerate this hazing at the, on our campus. This is terrible. When if you actually go back in their past, they probably were members of uh, fraternities Some, as well. Right. And so they're just saying that. They're just saying that as they look the other way when allegations are being made. So they allegedly were turning a blind eye. In addition to detailing his experiences in Dartmouth's student newspaper, Mr. Lose was recently the subject of a Rolling Stone article entitled Confessions of an Ivy League Frat Boy. Now, according to the author of this particular article, uh, he says he was a member of the very same fraternity almost a decade ago. And he says, although my experience as a pledge was not exactly the same as Lose's in that he never had to eat a vomit omelet, for example, nor did I have to chug... Oh. Nor did I have to chug cups of vinegar. Now, you know, there's all kinds of hu- communicable diseases out there and bacteria that humans carry. You mean like drink, eating someone's vomit yeah, might carry? Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Um, I mean, so this really is putting someone's life in danger. I mean, you don't know whether they're getting HPV or whatever from this. Is it possible also, I mean, this guy's saying, well, you know, 10 years ago it wasn't like this. Is it possible also that each year things get more extreme? I would think that it would be, uh, at least... I would think that the the pledges from last year, those are the ones that are administering this generally. And come up with what the next year victims yeah, will like, let's, experience. Let's turn it up. Right. So if each year everyone turns it up to 11, then after two decades, what do you got? 855-453. Your thoughts are welcome here. We'll continue with this piece called In Defense of Hazing, which you might as well just retitle it, In Defense of Sick Twisted Abuse on People That I you know, I Want to Think Are My Friends. But I don't think friends treat each other like this. Not my friends, at least. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If your friends want to uh, subject you to humiliation and abuse, they're not your friends. More coming up. Hour two's next. Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition here with you tonight. It's Ian and Mark. And you can join us on the airwaves here at 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can uh, not just take control of the airwaves, but also take control of the content of the website. You can submit different items that you find online, submit it to the site, 
And then you can vote as to whether or not you like or dislike uh, the items that you see there. And the most voted of make it to the front page and the top of the website. So head over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com. For those of you just tuning in, uh, the first hour we were discussing hazing. And the issue that brought this about is yet another example of some college kids uh, abusing one another and humiliating one another. In this case, both abusing and humiliating uh, one another combined in a Boston University frat house basement. According to CBS News in Boston, this particular university is what is called a uh, – essentially it's like an underground university, an unrecognized fraternity so this is one uh, that is not, uh, I guess, sanctioned by the university itself. What does one do about that? I mean, the university isn't sanctioning it necessarily. Well, uh, the, the police are char- you know, bringing criminal charges against 14 people in this case. Um, and you know, as I pointed out before, I don't think that criminal charges should be involved as much as just people need to talk about this and get it out there in the open what really goes on. Uh, unless somebody's actually saying, hey, stop that, and the person doesn't stop, in, in which case then I think criminal charges are appropriate. But in this particular case we're talking about here, uh, condiment-type items were poured on the students. Uh, beer was also poured on them, uh, coffee grinds, fish sauce, chili, hun- uh, chili sauce, honey, hot sauce, mustard, empty sardine cans. Their backs, they were completely uh, – they were in their underwear, and their backs had red welts on them from being apparently lashed with something. Uh, these they were shivering in a freezing cold basement when they were found uh, early in the morning hours by the police. So that's what happened in that particular instance. We were sharing with you a piece called In Defense of Hazing, where uh, one person who went to apparently a Dartmouth college in our very own New Hampshire here uh, is relating how he just thinks hazing is just super. And we'll get back into his experiences here in a moment. But first, we go to the phones and to your thoughts. You're welcome to chime in uh, to this discussion. Maybe you've been involved in hazing. Perhaps you have uh, done the hazing or received it or done both. Or maybe you're... You know, like me, and you think it's pretty weird and sick. Let's talk to David listening to Myrtle Beach's WRNN. Hello, David. Hi, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, like your show. Love your show. Thank you. First of all, what you were just talking about was, uh, it's called a local fraternity. They are recognized by the university. They're just not part of a national organization. Uh, I am a founding father of a national fraternity uh, many, many, many years ago and spent eight years as a Greek advisor for a uh, Northeastern University and a Southern University. And I will say that as a brother and as an advisor, uh, there is absolutely positively no excuse for hazing. Um, In any sort of uh, situation, it's just bad, it's wrong, it doesn't create brotherhood or sisterhood, it's just a bad thing. Were you hazed? uh, No, uh, not really. I mean, I'll be honest with you, the worst thing I had to do, and I hope this didn't bad online on the air but uh, i had to get a, a girl's breast in print in peanut butter that was about the worst thing i had to do um, worst things could happen kinda, to a man kind of yeah it was tough um <laughs> but uh well give me an I example also, of what you consider hazing uh well i'll be uh for example i was at a northeastern university where i was a panhellenic advisor that's the governing body for sororities and i had one of my uh, groups get uh, arrested for having their having them march their pledges across the Delaware River in March when the ice was breaking up. Oh, oh my God, very, that's a terrible idea. Very dangerous, very dangerous. Um, they got in a lot of trouble. Um, but I also do want to say in defense of fraternities, I, I understand you guys don't sound like you're Greek, but uh, no. 
Uh, the money that they pay, you're not buying friendship. It really isn't. And no, not everybody gets along. Um, you know, I'm 50 years old, and there are people I still talk to today. But, you know, the money that goes in involves, there, there are expenses in being in a fraternity, such as house uh, house things. Rent. Uh, yeah, well, rent, food. rent yeah, uh, food, um, uh, ritual stuff, uh, uh, sports for... Uh, for the intramural programs, and what a lot of people don't realize is the philanthropic things that we do. Um, we spent, you know, hours and hours and hours and donated tons of money and time to several uh, charities in the area when I was an undergrad. Uh, now, uh, not, now that's something not, that we've heard of before. We've we've certainly talked about these this this topic yeah. in the past, uh, fraternities slash hazing, etc. And usually somebody will come and trot out, "We're so involved in the community," and I think that's great. I mean, obviously, you know, getting involved in the community is a, is a, us- a useful thing, and it certainly seems like something that they do almost to counteract the uh, you know the, the commonly held viewpoint that these are nothing more than just a bunch of useless partying college kids. So, do you feel um, like is that the motivation for it? Is that, well, we want to look good on one side, or do these people actually really want to help out? No, we, we enjoyed it. We had fun. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And a lot of things that people don't realize that uh, typical, typically the uh, male and female Greek GPA is higher than the overall uh, student body. I had to maintain, uh, we had to maintain a minimum of 2.5 GPA uh, just to stay in the fraternity. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. Are all fraternities that way or just some? Most of your your nationals are that way. Um, for, and also, for example, coming uh, to the effect of 90-plus percentages of all the presidents over the last 150 years have been, been members of the uh, of fraternity. Yeah, another reason to stay I'll, away from fraternities. I'll forgive you that one. Um, <laughs> now, I, I would ask you this. Now, certainly, you know, what what is the purpose? What, what do you think the social reason for fraternities is? Because usually institutions pop up for a reason. Uh, you know, churches uh, were a great way for agrarian peoples to get together and socialize, marry and mingle and, and meet and things like that. And uh, you know, what, what do you think the purpose is of uh, Greek societies? We all want to belong to something. Um, I, my, personally, my personal experience was... Um, I met a group of guys who happened to be uh, living on my uh, residence hall floor. Um, and that, at that time, it was a local fraternity, and we were in the process of pledging a national fraternity, becoming part of a national fraternity. Right. And um, they're just great guys. I enjoyed their company. Oh, I, I have no, you know, if if there's some people that you want to hang out with and they've got a club, you know, I, I can't see that there's any problem with that, particularly. David, I, thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and that perspective. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Mike listening in El Paso to XM Satellite Radio Extreme Talk. Hello, Mike. Hello. Uh, thank you for taking my call this evening. Yes, sir. Go ahead uh, with your thoughts. Well, I, I just wanted to say, I mean, I... Uh, just tuned in, so I, I just barely heard where the the people had uh, red whelps on their back, where they apparently been whipped or something along that lines. Uh, but what I basically wanted to say is, as long as there's no physical injury involved, can we really call it hazing? I mean, uh, I, I got put through some tremendously embarrassing situations. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, and you know, it, it's. Dunk at the time, but it was funny afterwards, you know. 
uh, and it did call, you know, become uh, uh, a group building exercise, basically, is what it was. And, uh, you know, as long as there's no physical danger or physical harm involved, you know, what's the issue? I mean, I know... Uh, it's, it's still mental abuse. I mean, the definition of hazing uh, or to haze is to subject freshmen, newcomers, etc., to abusive or humiliating tricks and ridicule. And I think the idea that uh, that basing relationships or trying to grow relationships off the basis of uh, mutually humiliation... Humi- mutually humiliating experiences. I think is really ultimately detrimental. Well, I mean, I understand y'all's perspective on it. Uh, you know, I just... Basically, I, I, I guess I call it like this. If you want to be part of the group, this is what you have to do. If you sure. don't want to be part of the group, then... Uh, Bye. There's the door. No you know? doubt about it. It's, I mean, it's, it's part. Yeah, you know, it's kind of part of the freedom and liberty movement. I mean, uh, it, hey, man, I don't like I say, be, if you dig it, if, if you I like the idea of uh, dishing out abuse and then taking it or taking it and then dishing it out, and it's all consensual, by all means. I mean, I think people should be able to cannibalize each other if they consent to it. Get in a ring and fight one another. Be as barbaric as you like. It ain't my my style, but uh, I still think it's. A, I still think that really negative things can come out of this abuse, whether or not you realize it uh, has affected you in a negative way or not. And, uh, Mike, thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And I think there's kind of larger societal issues that it speaks to as well. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. You want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers, too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that await you there. We've got a lot of them, including our Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video proving they are listeners of this program. You can go and see them, and if you're a lady listener, get the details on how to become part of the Shrine over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you heard of Bitcoins? Well, if you've listened to this show, you've heard of Bitcoins. But, uh, you know, you may be just tuning in and have never heard of Bitcoins before. They're the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world. With no, with no fees, uh, without needing permission from any banks or governments, agencies, or whatever. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. And you really should see the video at WeUseCoins.org because Bitcoins are changing the Internet and they're changing the world. Now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right, so coming up, uh, I want to hear more from you. If you've got stories to tell about hazing, uh, maybe you've been involved in it and you want to look back on it and say whether or not it was in some way beneficial to you. Uh, But to me, it seems like it's the cycle of abuse uh, yet again. 
And to me, the idea of hazing, of course, we're talking what most frequently is seen as hazing, which is, of course, college uh, entrance rituals uh, to get people into various different frats and uh, sororities and such. Uh, but, of course, hazing does exist in, in other places, and essentially it's one batch of students abusing a new batch of students, and then they in turn abuse the next new batch of students. And, and as we've seen, it probably tends to get worse over the years as each uh, new batch ratchets up the danger or the humiliation or both to the point where you have insane things happening like people being led through the Delaware River uh, in mid-March when the <laughs> it's still pretty damn cold. And uh, well, the ice is breaking up. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't – here in New Hampshire, go across uh, you know some body of water in March necessarily, maybe early March, but mm-hmm, yeah. not, not the Delaware River. Uh, d- different uh, frats, uh, frat boys being found in a basement in Boston just recently with uh, being tied together, duct taped together, having uh, various different items of food uh, smeared all over them, beer poured upon them. They are in their underwear in a freezing cold basement being uh, apparently whipped with something. They've red welts on their backs found shivering in the cold darkness in the early morning hours by the police. So this is this is pretty, in my opinion, twisted. But would love to have your thoughts at 855-453. Plus, there's another piece here that we haven't finished yet called In Defense of Hazing. We'll uh, continue that here in moments as well. Mark is on the line listening in Portland to WGAN in Portland, Maine. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, my, my experience was uh, as an Ivy Leaguer back in the 60s, about the same time that... Uh, George W. was at Yale, I was at Yale, and and uh, uh, I found it very interesting during the time that he and Mr. Carey were running against each other. Every time I asked anybody of either party, but particularly the Democrats, I said, does it make you a little, a little nervous to think that uh, both Carey and George W. are members of the same secret society at Yale? And I unvaryingly found that it did make him nervous because it's kind of creepy to say, what is it that's secret that you can't tell anybody? Well, yeah, wasn't it the Skull and Bones Society, as it's called? The the infamous Skull and Bones. And and if you trace the history of that name and some of its appearances uh, throughout history, that is not too cool an organization because they're into the the, uh, old... Uh, arcane religions and a lot of really yucky stuff. That's right. I've certainly not heard positive things about this. Now, if you think about it from this perspective, a lot of these uh, fraternities that the hazing is going on, they're at least publicly known. They they have these days where they are recruiting on campus. What do they call them? Uh, Pledge week or something like that, I think, where they're actively trying to get people to join their fraternities. Whereas a secret uh, fraternity or a secret society is not so interested in uh, in recruiting people. You have to know somebody who knows somebody. It makes you really wonder, you know, what sort of you know what extra creepy things and disturbing things are actually going on in a in a society like that that we have no idea about at at, at the very least uh they are specialists at influence peddling they they know each other when they get out into the adult world and they are deferential toward each other and the the society itself is not poverty stricken they have a considerable amount of wealth that they can use oh, for absolutely for various purposes so uh, that's a, that's a little unseemly but the thing that uh, I'd like to emphasize about the organization and potentially several others in the Ivy League 
if you trace the history of the Ivy League colleges, every single one of them started as a a legitimate and sincere uh, college for training ministers for various purposes. For Dartmouth, it was evangelizing Indians, and for Yale, it was furnishing uh, ministers for the colonial towns and colonies and so forth. And they they started out with some uh, beginning faculty members placing books from their own library on a table uh, near the city of New Haven, and that's how the college began. Interesting. Uh, I, I, for one, as a, a highly idealistic, visionary high school graduate, a freshman entering Yale College, was deeply disappointed by what I found when I got there, because all of this this heavy-duty uh, 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 secret society stuff is a, is kind of a pox on the place. It, it isn't what Yale was, and some of us believe it isn't what Yale should be or, or any of the other Ivy League schools. Mark, thanks, they, for the, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. In fact, the the piece that the guy who's writing in defense of hazing at the New York Daily News, the piece he's referring to by writer Andrew Lowe's, who has, I guess, outed some of the insanity going on at these uh, Greek or so-called Greek organizations. I pulled up his piece. It's entitled The Drunkest Four Years of Your Life. <laughs> and he, he was going to uh, an Ivy League school. So we can continue that here in a moment. But uh, Jerry is on the line listening in Indy to WXNT. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. Um, I've been listening to your conversation, and part of the description you told about what happened to these students in this uh, underground college sounds basically what I've heard stories from my brother about a fraternity party, you know, uh, food items, beer and such. Now, the wealth on the back, that's a bit extreme. Um, However, I can remember my own experiences through high school and certain organizations. We had initiations. Now, is there a... uh, definitive difference between initiations and hazing. I don't think there is. Doesn't sound like it. What was your initiation? Give me an example. Well, I was a band geek in high school, and during the summer, during marching band practice, uh, they basically marched all the new people out, and they would uh, shave and cream, soap, and uh, hoses down, and uh, all sorts of little goodies. I mean, there was no physical harm done to us, but it was kind of like a welcome to Welcome to marching band. You're not one of us, kind of thing. You know, there, there was somebody at the all at the end of this line somewhere that didn't get hazed. You know, they they just got to put rub shaving cream in somebody's head, and they did never had it done to them. What do you think about that? Person? You think so? I don't know. If you want to hang thing. on, Jerry. More coming up here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Hazing. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And the features you'll find there are completely free. 
No hazing process involved in getting signed up. All you have to do is just sign up for a free account. It's uh, it's not very difficult at all, in fact. Uh, and then you get the ability to create the content on the website and vote on uh, what you like and vote against the stuff you don't like. And now you can change your votes, uh, which apparently hasn't been, you haven't been able to do before today. So uh, you can Oops. now enjoy that new feature <laughs> over at uh, freetalklive.com. And if you experience, by the way, problems with our website, we have a forum dedicated to that on our BBS over at bbs.freetalklive.com. There's the bugs forum wherein you can submit issues that you might be uh, coming across because there are bugs in custom programming. That's just the way it goes. So appreciate anybody that gives us a heads up to stuff that we can fix. Uh, Over again, freetalklive.com. You can head over there and get interactive. Also, uh, come on out to New Hampshire if you are interested at all in the Free State Project. If you listen to the show for a little while, you know that Mark and I moved from Florida, which is where we were born, moved up to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project back in 2006. And it's just be- it just keeps getting more interesting over time as more people make the move. In fact, uh, the one-man rock band from New Jersey was here uh, today looking for an apartment in the Keene area. There's people moving into the Manchester area and the seacoast and Concord and even out in the woods in some little towns. People are coming here every single month. Brand new folks are arriving in uh, in New Hampshire from all across the country And it's exciting because these people love liberty. That's the reason we're all getting together. We love freedom so much, the ideas of liberty so much. We're coming together to get active, to achieve it in our lifetime. And yeah, the ideas of liberty mean – like accepting the ideas of liberty means that you have to allow other people to be free, which means that while I think hazing is weird and twisted and sick and dangerous, hey, if that's what you want to do with your free time – that's your it's business. It's your free man. time. Yeah. You go right ahead and have all the weird, sick, twisted stuff that you want to do done to you. And then do it to other people that consent. Fine by me. So you have to allow others to be free in order to also be free yourself. But that doesn't mean we can't critique or suggest new options or alternatives or whatever. That's the marketplace and it's free speech. So uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here. Go to PorkFest.com, though. It's a great uh, ex- excuse to get to New Hampshire. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can come up and you can camp out with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. You can engage in uh, – there's cookouts and cooking competitions and family events. There's uh, I think they're going to bring another comedian or two or so. Uh, to this particular event, uh, there's live bands that are going to be mostly. Playing. It's the hanging out, and uh, you know whether Socializing. it's with the, yeah with the families or with their you know partying, whatever it is that people want to do. It's an incredible event, incredible it event. Is. And if you love liberty, you're going to have a great time. So go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Get registered. It's June 18th through the 24th. So it's coming up. And we're talking two months away at this point. It's going to be here before you know it. Uh, So once again, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. We go back to Jerry listening in Indianapolis. We've been talking about hazing. And Jerry, you were telling us that you've been involved in some initiations, as they were called in your band practice, which is another cover term for hazing. But at least it didn't involve uh, red welts or whippings. Uh, You said that it was pretty much uh, people were getting smeared with shaving cream and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. um, I mean, it was all fun and games. I mean, no one ever really complained. Um, And as the new people, we knew. I mean, we'd heard stories from older band members and from uh, we had brothers and sisters in it. We knew something was going to happen to us. I mean, yep. And uh, like I said, when I was a senior, I got to do it. To actually, uh, my uh, younger sister was a freshman at the time, and I got to be involved in her initiation. How, how which, did that make you yeah. feel at the time? Um, it was, you know, as her brother, kind of like, you know, <laughs> you know, I get to uh, uh, have some fun with you. But as 
you know, a senior, it's kind of like, you know, you know, you guys are going through the same thing I did years ago, so welcome to the club. Yeah, mm. I wonder about this. That's what disturbs What's me. the value? Now, people will say that there's this uh, shared, uh, you know, embarrassment that drives a group together, and I think that that's valid. It's absolutely true. But I wonder... If like, what is the value in that? I mean, if this if this is how we're creating a an emotional bond with other people, isn't that kind of a a cheap way to get there? Uh, well, in some people's eyes, it might be. But uh... now, this happened to me. I mean, I, I I've you know I've got a story that's very similar to yours, and I did the same stuff. But I'm looking back on it now, and I saw that not only did I do what was done to me, but I did more. I added to it. And, you know, it, it's it, to me, yeah, obviously, humans uh, love to dominate other humans. And somewhere along the line, way as you go back chronologically in this, somebody got to put shaving cream in someone's hair and flick their nose or whatever it is they did. And they no one did it to them. You mean but someone who started this way, this, way, way back. This was just some sadist who said, hey. I know how a great way to have some fun with some younger people. And what does that do to the younger people as time goes by? I mean, we've been given this fallacious uh, argument in our lives over and over again that, well, old people are wiser than us. And it gets applied even to in high school. You know, seniors are wiser than freshmen and, and that sort of thing. So, therefore, they get to be treated in that manner. Well, it's sort of like uh, your parents always telling you, you know, you can't. I mean, your parents act like they never did things that you do when you're younger, but mm-hmm. then you go and talk to your grandparents and find out, yeah, they just did exactly what you're doing now. And sure. It's uh, kind of like when a parent tells a child, you know, one day you're going to have kids and I'm going to do the same thing to you. Jerry, thanks for the call tonight. I haven't said that yet. But it's only, <laughs> I appreciate hearing But he's you. only four. <laughs> Let's talk to Jack listening in Norfolk to WNIS. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Uh, what I basically want to talk about is you guys are talking about fraternities and hazing, and I was I was in a fraternity for my four years in college. I was sergeant at arms. I was the pledge master. When I got out of college, when I graduated, I became the alumni president after several years. Um, what you guys are talking about as far as hazing is the overwhelming minority of fraternities. I mean, it's not something that happens in every college campus at every fraternity. Uh, I've even worked with my nationals, and I can tell you right now, it's not you know something that happens. So wait a minute. When you when you say hazing, are you talking about violence? Or are you talking about uh, are you talking about just humiliation? Or what? What do you? How do you define hazing? All of the above. So Anything in your fraternity, you there someone... was no uh, there was no uh, humiliation whatsoever to initiate people. No. Interesting. Zero. Tell, tell me what what the initiation well, process was like. When I, worked, when I worked with my nationals. We actually had expelled brothers who had started hazing at certain chapters. It wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, well, they're the older guys. No, they're the ones that we kicked out because they started it. Now, what was the initiation process like then? Meaning if you were going to join, Mark, what would you have to go through? Right. Well, essentially, it would go through one semester of pledging. And everyone looks at pledging as, oh, you know, oh, I'm going to go to these parties and I'm going to get, you know, messed up or... You know, they're going to paddle me with a uh, paddle. No, no pledging. Yeah, pledging, pledging means to me humiliation and, and, and pledging means to all me the, humiliation and violence. All the pledging process was, all the pledging process was, was learning the history of both the national and local fraternity and coming around and hanging out with the brothers so that you would understand 
what everything was about. It wasn't what you what what is put out by the media as far as oh you're getting humiliated or you're getting assaulted. Would you say People that the get, the humiliation and assault has diminished over the years? Oh, I'll be I'll be honest. It's still there in some chapters and some fraternities across the country. But it's one of those things that now people are getting kicked out of their fraternities. Chapters are getting closed down. All those chapters that you guys have mentioned before earlier have been closed down because of their hazing process. What's yours? What's your uh, Greek letters when you were in? Sigma Pi. Sigma Pi. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the uh, the inside info. So basically you're saying that uh, in your fraternity you didn't experience any of this, and it was just a matter of learning about the fraternity and kind of a a semester-long trial run, and then uh, what is there, like a test? What do you you have to do to actually get in after the semester? At at the end of the semester, there is a test on everything you've learned, just like you were taking a math class or a science class. Interesting. And you would have to pass. Jack, thanks for... I've, I've had members of my fraternity that were African-American, that were homosexual. As a matter of fact, one of my closest roommates and best friends was a homosexual. Sounds like and you had a good one, Jack. I, I appreciate hearing uh, from you. and glad to know there was no abuse in, uh, in your frat. More coming up here. Thanks for the call. It's Free Talk Live at 855 DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want live Saturday edition here at 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, well, you can help support Free Talk Live. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You get a list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. One of those ways is our free bumper sticker offer that you can get the details on there at promote.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can download a variety of web banners and graphics for your website. So you can get flyers that you can print out and other things that can help you get Free Talk Live to more ears over at promote.freetalklive.com. Uh, we'll come back uh, more on hazing and we'll finish up in defense of hazing by somebody who just loves the idea of uh, com- committing abuse on other <laughs> human beings. Uh, first, we go to George calling from Virginia Beach listening to WNIS. Hey, George. Yep, how are you? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, well, I'm calling here from the, uh, the radio station in Norfolk only uh, decides to air your show on Saturday, so that's the only time we get to hear you. But I glanced at your website earlier today, and maybe I can change in direction, maybe not of this conversation tonight, but maybe next Saturday. On your website, there was interesting, some interesting information that caught my attention. One was called Know Your Land Rights about federal land rights and personal property. Before you go on, before you go on, can you back up off your phone just a little bit? Your voice is overmodulating, and I'm wondering if some people can hear you or not. All right, I'll repeat myself. Uh, It was called Know Your Land Rights, www.landrights.com. It has some interesting information about federal land rights, like we have a constitutional limited republic, not a democracy, and it also indicated some information that the Supreme Court 
does not or passed a ruling that does not put the heavy restrictions on state rights of uh, lawyers. In other words, law. Uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm a little con- I'm a little confused. You're saying you saw this on our website? Somebody put it up there as one of the show prep items. I'm not sure where it was. I just you know clicked some buttons and. Well, it, it doesn't uh, seem to matter. You mentioned a republic, democracy. None of those things really factor into whether or not you have any rights to land. I mean, fact is you don't have any rights to land because the government people claim that they own all of the land and they're going to do whatever they want with it. So they're going to tax you. And if you don't pay those taxes, then they're going to take it from you. They're going to tell you where you can build, when you can build, how you can build. Right. They're going to tell you, you know, if, if some uh, you know, endangered critter crawls onto your land, they're going to tell you you can't build. And, uh, George, I wish we could continue, but uh, you got a bad connection. So thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Give us another try another night, uh, maybe from a different phone. And I'm going to see if the, uh, the board op can maybe... Check the phone system. Make sure that it's not something happening on our side. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. So a little more on hazing uh, as we investigate the phone system. I'm going to share with you the rest of this piece uh, called In Defense of Hazing. It's written by a former Ivy League student uh, from Dartmouth College. He was a member of what they call Sigma Alpha Epsilon, where somebody who is also a Sigma Alpha Epsilon member has recently made allegations about hazing rituals going on at Dartmouth while administrators turned a blind eye in an article uh, for his student newspaper entitled The Drunkest Four Years of Your Life. We can share that with you later if we have a chance. Uh, but I want to share this person's defense of hazing since we have been not friendly toward hazing tonight on this program, Mark. So what is the perspective of somebody who just thinks it's cool and useful to do things like, well, here's what he had to do. He says, pledges in my day were hazed plenty. He says that in his day, he didn't have to eat a vomit omelet like kids today or chug cups of vinegar. But back in his day, they did have to drink a gallon of whole milk in less than an hour. They were pelted with mashed potatoes and had to gnaw the head off of a fish. He says, there's no doubt in my mind that similar hazing goes on at most schools around the country. Know what else isn't in my mind? The slightest care. That is not to say I condone the rare instances of hazing gone too far. What happened at Yale, he says, pledges being forced to scream in public a chant in favor of date rape, is morally despicable. What happened at Cornell, a pledge being forced to drink until he died of alcohol poisoning, is absolutely criminal. Let me stop there for a brief moment. This is one of the problems with uh, this cycle of abuse is that he can look back on his experience with uh, fond memories of gnawing off of fish heads and drinking whole gallons of milk and look back on that and you know tell himself a story about how that helped him create wonderful friendships that have lasted him a lifetime. But every single uh, iteration of this hazing year after year, it has a tendency to build upon itself to the point where now in the same, uh, very same fraternity, they are eating vomit omelets and uh, other disgusting, horrific sounding things to the point where it continues to build upon itself. And before you know it, you've got hazing that's in his mind gone too far. At some point, a line is crossed and then you've got people chanting in favor of date rape and uh, that, drinking until they're poisoned. Do you think that drinking a gallon of milk as an initiate uh, inside of an hour as an initiation is hazing and bad i mean I, I, i've got to say i i c- color me nonplussed i just don't care it sounds abusive to me mark it's all about psychological abuse and i don't think that people should be doing these things to uh, to one another i think that i think that's really an indicator of some deeper held social uh, you know social problems in this country maybe it has to do with uh 
you know, the sexual repression uh, that people experience here. Maybe it has to do with bad parenting. Uh, I, I really don't know what it is, uh, but it's something. It's got to come out of somewhere. And of course, you can always just say it was the cycle of abuse, or like you said, Mark, maybe some sick sadist is the one that started this stuff way back in the day, and it just caught on. Uh, certainly, would love to have your uh, your viewpoint on this here at eight five five four fifty free. But let me go on here. So he gives some examples of things he considers gone too far. And he says that this week in Boston University, five students were found in a frat basement, their hands tied with duct tape, their bodies covered in red welts, a situation that seems to indicate unlawful violence. He says such occurrences warrant punishment, but they are the exceptions rather than the rule, he claims. Fraternities are just containers. If you put cruel, vicious people into them, then cruel, vicious things will happen. Not only that, well, those cruel, vicious things will be cycled year after year. If you have a hazing process, that hazing process is likely to expand as time goes by, um, You know, because the person who is hazing now has been hazed in the past and kind of wants to get their get-backs. How do I know? It's happened to me. He's, I've done it. He says the opposite is also true. I know many selfless, considerate, decent brothers at SAE. That's his fraternity. They volunteered for community service. They organized a lecture series. Most importantly, they made sure hazing was kept in check, if not perfectly safe. Now, remember, this is the same guy who started, for those of you just tuning in, we, we started his article last hour. This is the same guy who said that the most beautiful thing he's ever seen were two of his friends in a basement at Dartmouth College standing on a, uh, the either side of a trash can, grabbing in each other's throats, their uvulas presumably, to induce bom- vomiting or pull the trigger, as they called it, after drinking 15 cups of beer each. So he loved that they were doing this to one another and just thought it was absolutely splendid. So this is what he considers to be hazing, kept in check, and perfectly safe. It's Whether it's safe or not is not the issue. They didn't claim me. that that was hazing. Like the, that, that portion of the uh, – that, that, that situation where the two men were trying – had their hands in each other's mouths trying to induce vomiting – I didn't get that that was part of a hazing process. He that just it, sounded like fun on a Saturday night for these fellas. Well, whatever. He calls it an activity within a Greek organization. It's uh, something that was going I'm on I'm willing, to, I'm willing to give you that. But the people that are doing these things to one another, it's not about violence necessarily. Obviously, that's rep- reprehensible. But uh, I think that this this whole process is reprehensible. It is very lowest common denominator. And, you know, good for them if they're going and helping the community during the daytime. But that doesn't mean they aren't doing damage to one another uh, in the evening hours and that, it, that we shouldn't be concerned about it. He says, Lowe's, this is the article he's critiquing, mentions an anything goes mentality in fraternities. On the contrary! The writer says, I found that even the pledge period was heavily regulated affair. Any conversations about women were no more indelicate than what is said on sex in the city. None of the acts involving physical abuse were more preposterous than a typical stunt on an episode of Fear Factor. I was forced by the risk manager, despite my protest to the contrary, to sit out a pledge event because of a scratch that I had accidentally gotten on my elbow. Later, when I was a brother, the officers of the house voted that a brother accused of rape be kicked out of the fraternity. Given how seriously we took these matters, I suppose the question remains. Why would two college students willfully, gleefully pull each other's triggers? Those last two adverbs summarize how my group of friends handled pledge term. We chose to enter a fraternity, and we had fun while doing it. Our experience was almost like performance art. We weren't pledges. (laughs) We were pledges. It wasn't hazing. It was hazing. He's putting quotes around pledges and hazing the second time he uses the terms. We took the antics of frat life to such an extreme as to make them camp. (laughs) At an elite college that costs $50,000 a year, we had voluntarily joined an organization in which we were asked to sit around a basement drinking beer until we vomited, all the while being able to quit at any time. So that was hazing, Mark. No, that's what alcoholics always say. Anything so ridiculous could only be a joke. (laughs) Ho ho, it's just a joke. Tut tut. 
The outrageousness of our behavior, in addition to usurping whatever authority the fraternal system might have had, became a part of our education. People go to college not only to get smart, but also be idiots. The latter makes possible the former. Does that make any sense to you? No. It's crazy justification for be- for abuse. That's all this article is. If you want a, you know, an apartment complex where you know the people for the rest of your life and you look out for each other, I suppose that's what you want to do. But, you know, whatever. Toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I can love my friends and look out for them without ever having pulled on their uvulas. More coming up. Hour 3's next. Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number here, as always, is 855-453-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line joining you here tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You may get interactive with various features there. You can actually control the content of the website. You find something online you think is useful, fun, interesting, outrageous, something you think our listeners would enjoy. You post it as show prep over at freetalklive.com, and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike the suggestion that you've made. And you get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air. And of course, even if we don't talk about it on the air, other listeners will see it because it's there on the front page of our website over at freetalklive.com. So head over there, get interactive. We're going to get right back into your phone calls here. Just uh, want to bring you up to speed if you're just tuning in. We've been talking about hazing throughout the show tonight. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything as well, but uh, the primary topic has been hazing, and of course, in the college fraternity organizations and sororities, it's uh, probably the most frequently heard about sort of forms of hazing, although it does go on in other places. Mark, you mentioned the military as a potential location for hazing. Uh, even in a band camp, apparently, there's you know hazing uh, initiation rituals that go on, and I think it's, uh, it's all very disturbing. I, I find it disturbing whether or not it involves violence. Obviously, violence is the worst end of it. It seems but- to go on an institutional environments uh you know in, 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 that seems to be where where it uh, it, it 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 festers because mm-hmm. i've never gone to work at a place and somebody said hey shaving cream in the new guy's hair mm. i mean <laughs> what <laughs> i can't even imagine right so uh so there's then some- again I, I suppose some people will play practical jokes on other folks but i wouldn't find it very funny yeah generally practical jokes 
happen at the ex, you know the expense of somebody, and that's mm-hmm. not usually very especially if very they get funny. hurt. But. Right, uh, that's not very funny. And the uh, you know the, it's one thing to do just a one-off practical joke where nobody gets hurt, but it's another thing to institutionalize them. It's another thing to create a a habit or to create a, a cycling uh, of events where every single year there are new uh, jokes being played against new victims. And uh, even though it's done with their consent in many cases, I still find it disturbing simply from a, you know, a kind of a sociological aspect of uh, the, the idea that people feel the need to do this to one another. And usually the reason why people are doing it, as we've heard from some of our callers tonight, is, well, because it was done to them. To make them feel welcome, essentially. <laughs> that's that's what the statements have been all along to in order to welcome someone to a group in order to to create group cohesion that's why you have to do it well you clearly don't have to do it because some fraternities say they don't do it we had a guy from uh, most phi mm. sigma pi who uh, called in tonight to say that his fraternity is against hazing although the guy who he said and he and he told us that it was most fraternities that don't do these things on the other hand the guy who wrote the article in defense of hazing says he believes this goes on in most college campuses at most fraternities so who's you know what's the truth I don't know, maybe somewhere in between those two extremes. Yes, apparently the, the truth lies in a uh, dark basement covered in mustard and beer. So uh, so I, I find it disturbing. I want to hear from you. What uh, What has your uh, experience been with this? To me, it seems like if the intention of uh, being in these groups is to create relationships that are going to last a lifetime, it seems that uh, abuse shouldn't be a factor uh, in whether or not you can create a long-lasting relationship. If you can create a relationship that's valuable based on other things besides the shared abusive experiences that you've gone through with these people, then maybe you should take another look at your ability to make friends with people. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line here. By the way, I want to welcome our brand newest affiliate to our Saturday night program, News Talk 1060 WRHL, the talk of North Central Illinois. I want to welcome everybody who's listening over there to WRHL in Rochelle, Illinois. So welcome aboard to our Saturday show. Uh, and they yeah, are just south way, of Rockland. I couldn't tell you, Mark. I believe I, it is. I don't know the geography that well, uh, but uh, I am glad that uh, we got new listeners on board. And y'all, if you're in Illinois, are probably hearing this last hour of the show live, and then you're going to hear other hours on delay broadcast. So anytime you, if you ever determine whether your station is uh, is airing the show in delay broadcast, then you can just make note of when our live show hours are, which is seven to ten Eastern time, Monday through Sunday, every day of the week, and you can call during those hours and then hear yourself later on. Yeah, well, if you're hearing this uh, sometime between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you know, wherever you are in the world, uh, mm-hmm. if you can figure that out, then you're hearing, likely hearing it live. Likely. So, uh, again, our number here, 855-450-FREE, whether you want to talk about hazing or whatever might happen to be on your mind. Let's start with Brian listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk in Chipping, Illinois. Brian, go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of in a pretty big disagreement with your earlier earlier caller. I've been involved in uh, uh, at a lot of different colleges, big big schools, small schools for about thirty years. And I would say if you if your program uh, was being broadcast on a Saturday night to non Greek college students, uh, and they called in to give you the truth, uh, you'd probably find that most Greek organizations have some form of hazing or initiation or tradition, um, and that he pretty much admitted that he was a 
somehow involved in the, uh, the organization. Uh, and Greek organizations have worked very hard to clean up their image as of late. Uh, they require their institutions to uh, uh, do the community service. Uh, they have a, a minimum number of hours they have to contribute, and then they point to it and say, look what, a, what great people we are. Now, hang on a second. So, on this community service, this minimum number of hours, who's setting that? Uh, their national charters are, are setting a, a minimum number of hours that they have to go out in the community to try to clean up their image. Yeah, you'd think that that would be the you know the best way for them to go about cleaning up their image, and I haven't been able to yet really solidify in my mind why it is that Greek organizations exist, period, um, and whether or not they make sense today. Because it would seem like I would guess that membership is probably dropping off for these organizations. Well, I would agree with you on that. The funny thing is, is uh, if you think. What does the Greek organization uh, contribute to the campus environment? Um, and I've thought many times with uh, how I'm involved with institutions, that if, let's just say we turned off all Greek organizations, all, all uh, 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 non-professional Greek organizations, uh, next week, just said disband, shut down your house, you know, turn in your Greek letters, what, what effect would that have on, on the actual campus? And aside from a, a pretty financial um, answer, uh, because Greeks are a business, a very big business, uh, the campus would probably not see much of an effect. Well, right. I mean, it's not like parties are going to stop just because you shut down the frats, right? Right. Aren't they mostly so, just apartment complexes? I mean, you know, that's where people live. It's it's a way to share out share rooms and stuff. Well, it's it's even a little more complicated than that because they have to continue to uh, prey on those incoming freshmen. You're taking a, a, a almost four-year educated, five-year educated uh, college senior uh, and having them through tradition and and uh, recruiting practices, sticking them on the wide-eyed, uh, recently graduated high school incoming collegiate freshmen, thirteenth graders. Are, yeah, yeah, they, you know they're pretty influential. They they put on a pretty good sales pitch. They've been taught what to say, and once they've got these kids hooked, they say, "Well, I thought you wanted all of this," you know. So they're kind of manipulating them into the. Uh, well, I believe they're manipulating, at least in the institutions I've been involved in, uh, into going along with the hazing above and beyond what they may choose to do on their own had they not been sold this bill of goods. And the bill of goods being, you're going to have friends for life. What else? Uh, the parties. You know, it's a very exclusive club. Um, you know, there's there's a, a whole set. I wasn't uh, a Greek member. Uh, aside from the military side of things, obviously, there's a lot of uh, traditions and, uh, and, you know, lots of different words for hazing when it comes to, depending on the organization. So, so join our club. Uh, you could be more popular if you uh, if you join our club. It's basically the but to be it, but to be in our club, you must do this and this and this, and they've already told you what the club is going to earn you, and then you have to go through the hazing in order to complete it. And then in some cases, so, they'll spring some new hazing on you right when you're doing it that you maybe weren't told about in advance. Thanks for the call, I, Brian. I appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free here at 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com where a number of uh, features await you. They're all free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their website. So head on over and enjoy the news updates. You can get signed up. And you'll find out the latest information about Free Talk Live when it happens, or as close to when it happens as possible, if you're on our news updates list. And you can receive news updates via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. Go and get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update just before the show started tonight, actually, uh, with links to some fresh promos. Uh, every now and then I like to crank out some what what I like to call evergreen promos. They're uh, show promos that go for a long time. They're not really time-sensitive, something you can listen to this year or a few years down the line and hopefully still be uh, entertained by it uh, and not have to do with some sort of hot news item, for instance. And uh, so those are now available over at promos.freetalklive.com, but you can uh, get information about these things first if you're on our news list. So go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. It's hard to listen to AM radio or talk radio or you know, the, the cable news networks and not hear some ad for gold. And buying precious metals may be a good idea right now. I've certainly picked, uh, picked up plenty in my time. But it could be also a confusing process. Well, you know, if you're going to do any kind of investment, you need to buy low so that you can sell high. You need to, therefore, do some price comparison. Go to gold.freetalklive.com before you buy from anyone else. We've teamed up with Midas Resources, one of the uh, premier names in uh, precious metals acquisition. And you can go there and check out all the pieces and coins that we have available. When you buy from gold.freetalklive.com, not only do you get some of the best rates available to you, but you'll get, the, of course, the guarantees and, and the shipping and all the things that, uh, you know, one of the reasons that you would want to buy from one of the uh, the larger companies. But you're also helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about hazing, which uh, to me is a very disturbing ritual, uh, tradition, if you will, that is essentially the cycle of abuse manifesting itself, and it seems to be... I think I think it's very destructive. Uh, personally, I, I can't see that there's anything good that comes from it. I know that people who have uh, engaged in the in cycles of abuse will usually justify their abuse because not only were they abused, but they also have abused others. And who would want to look back on that? Uh, you know, an abusive experience is something negative when you could lie to yourself and tell you tell yourself it was positive. So uh, there's uh, been an article that we read earlier called "Indefensive Hazing," which essentially amounted to nothing more than someone relishing in just the most lowest common denominator activities that one could possibly engage in. He gave an example of uh, watching his frat brother buddies reaching into each other's mouths uh, to attempt to pull each other's triggers, meaning to manipulate the presumably the uvula in the back of one's throat. I don't throat. know if that's necessarily true. You've jumped to a conclusion there, but I can see why you would. Well, the idea is to get them to force vomit uh, the beer that they had just guzzled. Yeah, it was a lot of beer, cups too. cups of beer that they had previously guzzled prior to reaching into one another's mouths. Why would you guzzle gear, beer and then vomit it? For the purpose of vomiting. For the purpose of uh, making your... 
fledged mate uh, vomit and uh, for the spectacle of it all. And it's disgusting. It's spectacle, all right. And uh, so we continue here with you and your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. Robert in Myrtle Beach. Robert, uh, are you in Myrtle Beach or are you in Charleston? I'm, I'm in Conway, which is like a satellite city of Myrtle Beach. Okay, so you're listening to WRNN. Uh, welcome aboard, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. It, yeah. Well, um, I kind of find the Greek thing interesting. I think that what they're trying to do with their hazing rituals, and I was never in a fraternity or a sorority or anything of those of that nature. You'd make a but, funny uh, sorority, sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, I think that what they're doing in some weird way is trying to emulate like a, a Hercules quest or something from Greek mythology where they're trying to create a situation where you need to prove yourself. It's like a heroic quest. And really, when you get down to it, especially at the college level, it's just a bunch of young kids that barely out of high school with minimal life experience. Just uh, it's kind of like the little rascals gone bad in a way. You know? <laughs> it's very juvenile in that approach. Now, me, I got paid to be hazed. I, I was in the Army, and it was a very organized, structured environment with a specific goal and plan to teach you how to handle an extremely stressful situation and to teach you how to follow orders and do things you normally wouldn't want to do, like take that hill when you know logically it's a dangerous thing to do. And I think that it's a Hold on. Before situation. you go on, uh, Robert, give me an example of the military hazing that you encountered. Oh, well, uh, they would make you do more push-ups than you should normally do for physically building your muscles. You would do so much, you'd start, you know, wearing yourself out. And yeah. it was just to, to wear you out. Another thing the guy did one time made you reach your hands up in the air. And, you know, it's a very guy-saturated environment, so he told us exactly what we were squeezing, and all the guys were giggling and thought it was funny. But then after about 10 or 15 minutes of holding both your arms over your head, you know, you didn't want to squeeze anything else. So, I mean, it was it was really rough, and when uh, you, you would go through these physical things, and the mental um, use of having somebody yell and scream at you in your face, you know, it's... It was all, it didn't bother me at all going through all of that stuff because the only thing I was afraid of was getting a physical injury. Physical injury, that would have stopped me from making it through boot camp. But it, it was something I signed up for, I got paid to do, and it trained you and taught you how to follow orders and how to handle stress and manage it. Whereas these college things, I mean, this is just a bunch of kids that are fresh out of high school. Oh, by the way, a lot of people in the military are kids fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point that out. And there's uh, there's no real uh, benefit, in my mind, to being taught how to follow orders. I would much rather uh, people be taught to question orders and to question authority. Well, if you're going to force people to work for you and throw them in jail if they refuse to work for you, then there is value in those people being trained to follow orders. Yeah, it, it varies. I mean, there, there are so many reasons why people get into these things. I'm an elementary school teacher, and you see these hilarious things where kids sometimes say things like, you know, I want to make a club at recess, and only so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so yeah. can't be in it. And when you guys start talking about this stuff, I'm thinking about those same very things. It's it's amazing how juvenile college behavior can be. Absolutely, I mean, on that point. Back, it goes back to like a playground mentality when there are no adults watching. 
Well, and I think that part of that uh, reason, and, and it's interesting you bring that up, and thanks for the call and the thoughts, Robert, the, the, uh, the point about how juvenile uh, some people in college can, uh, can behave. And I think that, that harkens us back to another conversation we've had in the past, not on this show, uh, but uh, in past episodes, is the idea of uh, that there's certain people out there who want to keep young people as childlike as possible for as long as possible. So even though teenagers are ready to grow up, in a lot of cases. I had a job and, at 12. Right, and accept responsibilities and get out there into the workforce. Well, somebody decided that it was a bad idea for teenagers to work until they're 16. So they passed some sort of legislation that basically makes it next to impossible to hand to hire anybody under the age of 16. Technically, it's legal to hire 14 and 15-year-olds, but you don't want to do it because the regulations are way too restrictive. Uh, so therefore, those teenagers are bored to tears, you know, being forced to go home after school and do nothing so they end up getting high and they end up you know getting in trouble and you know destroying mailboxes and doing all manner of uh debaucherous things where they could be focused on making themselves better and working i did those things with a job uh 855-450 free the SACL cai toll free line you can listen to free talk live on the radio via podcast the webcam and our live streams at freetalklive.com not enough options now you can listen to free talk live from any phone anywhere add this number to your phone 760-569-7752 it's a long distance call so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan the free talk live listen lines are airing the latest episode of free talk live 24 hours a day including our live shows call 760-569-7752 that's 760-569-7752 Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. Live Saturday edition of the program. That toll-free number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Tell me about SACL. SACL is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you've got a business that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, maybe you you know, got into whatever your business is in order to do what that was and not handle paperwork and collecting bills and all the other things that go into accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do it. They do early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. They do collections, whatever you need. They do it with respect. And they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. As we continue here, we take your calls. We've been discussing hazing, which I find to be a very disturbing uh, practice that tends to be fairly common, at least according to some people. Others claim it's not as common as uh, you might necessarily think. I guess the only way to know for sure would be to attempt to join some organization, which it's alleged to have been common, which of course are college fraternities and sororities. Uh, I went to a community college, and I wish I could have that time back personally, and the money back, and uh, at least I didn't end up going to a four-year school, which would have been an even greater waste of time and money for me. Some people, college is the right thing sure. to do. Doctors, uh, engineers. Some people I mean, you have to have uh, have to have. Yeah, college. if you want to be a college professor, you're not going to be a college professor without having the you know all the degrees that go into it. Now, maybe you don't need those degrees in order to be a, an effective college professor. Maybe you can uh, educate yourself in some other manner, but that you have to have the degrees in order to be one. So the idea is that these uh, fraternities and sororities promise that you will be more popular if you join their fraternity. You'll get to hang out at their cool college parties and uh, you'll get to, you know, of course, drink and have fun with all their, you know, sorority sisters and whatever else. And you just have to go through 
uh, you know, a little hazing. You have to uh, be embarrassed. You have to be humiliated. You have to, in some cases, be put in uh, bodily danger and actually be physically harmed in order to join this club. And then, hey, next time, you'll get to do the hazing to the noobs the next year around. And there's really some, I think, deep-seated issues here, but would love to get your thoughts on the matter as we continue with Frank listening in Rehoboth Beach to WGMD-FM in Delaware. Hey, Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, I love your show. I'm a liberty-minded individual and a small business owner. And uh, oh, 25 years ago, I pledged a fraternity. I served two years as a fraternity president, same fraternity that my father was president of. And you know, my successor, his his father had been president when my father pledged. And I couldn't disagree more strongly with you on a lot of points. And first and foremost, we always had the administration on our backs to justify our existence. To contribute to the university, and my attitude towards that was was very clear. We don't need to justify our existence. We were there, you know, to serve our members and to provide them with a good time, and it was our constitutional right to assemble. We didn't have to justify our existence to anyone. Yeah, I don't see why you would have to justify your existence to the administration other than if they owned the land upon which the pledge house was or something like that. Now, secondly, um, you know, with, with regard to the hazing, my attitude was always keep it in good fun. If you can laugh about it, if it's not sadistic, then it was probably harmless college fun. And I know that sounds like a cliche. And uh, I always thought that in sometime in the late 70s, possibly early 80s, when these type of, you know, incidents started to get bad press, the universities took action. It drove the hazing underground. If you look at 40s, the 50s, and the 60s, this stuff was done out in the open. You would see people out on the quad and then be paddling each other on the butts, and there was no law against it, and it was a voluntary thing. And as far as I know, very few horror stories about deaths or, you know, injuries because it was done out in the open. When you drove it into the basement, Mm. when you made it illegal, like a lot of things, bad things happened. People got drunk. They used bad judgment. You'll get some sadistic individuals. You know, and bad things happen. But, but that's, um, an, that's an interesting observation on how the crackdown on hazing may have actually contributed to hazing, or probably, definitely. Has, prohibition tends to, to right, lead to things like that. Contributing well, to things being worse with it. But give me an example of what you consider, you know, innocent college fun. Well, it, it could be anything. If it's, if it's done mean-spirited, then it's probably dangerous, and it can probably get you into trouble but how about the example the one, that the uh, the guy that wrote the article in defensive hazing gave where he was just uh elated to see uh, two of his frat brother buddies uh downing 15 cups of beer and then proceeding to reach into each other's mouths to pull their triggers to induce vomiting uh into uh, you know all vomiting up this 15 uh, glasses of beer is that innocent uh, fun or a little twisted well that sounds to me dangerous you know i was on the hot seat for two years as president, and it was my job to keep us out of trouble, or at least not to get caught. And I can tell you, I learned more about running an organization in the two years I was president than I did with an MBA. I mean, I'll, I'll be quite honest with you, it was quasi-criminal. Just about everything we did violated the law <laughs> in some way or the other. I mean, we threw beer parties and we made money off of it, and we tried to stay underneath the radar. But, so, you know, um, that was, you know, that I, was... I, I, I get the, the idea. social what was aspect the of college. It was the quintessential social aspect of college, and okay. I didn't join it thinking these guys would be my best friends. I will say this. Even the guys that perhaps you, you join up as a pledge and you think, this guy's a dork, I'll never become friends with him. 
if that person can make it through eight weeks or ten weeks of adverse circumstances, you have a respect. If that person can make it through and not quit, it's, in my mind, no different than the academic hazing that you go through when you have to do multiple term papers, cram up all night. You know, it just shows that you can complete something and that you can stick it out and not quit. And I learned a lot. It was hard. Would I want to do it again? No. Was it the best time I ever had in my life? Yes. Um, you know, but it was... So, I, I, I said one other thing, and this is my last point. In my mind, it was the most effective form of government ever devised. It was far superior than feudalism in that you served your eight or ten weeks of basically being a slave, and then for the rest of your college career, three and a half years, you had slaves. Um, and as well, president, trust okay. me, I was a busy guy. I was a busy guy. I had to have these guys doing the legwork for me because I was running an organization of 75 guys. I was trying to get them to show up at meetings, pay dues, stay out of jail, you know, all the time orchestrating these, these massive beer parties, which were you know, fairly hard to pull off without it's getting arrested. Rough, it's a rough so. level of responsibility. Hey, uh, thanks for the call, Frank. Appreciate the inside uh, scoop there and, uh, and your perspective. 855-450-FREE. Interesting, it, it, interesting side of it, you know. I mean, he doesn't seem to be dodging any of the uh, uh, the claims about uh, Greek societies, and you know, if you own it, well, what can you say to that? I don't have as big of a problem. <laughs> Ryan's in Savannah. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live, Ryan, with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, uh, I was listening to your show a little earlier today, and uh, uh, basically, I, I, I went to college. I was in a fraternity, and we did have hazing, but. Uh, our hazing was uh, limited. It was nothing that uh, was bodily harm. It was more hysterical than anything. Give me an example. And uh, uh, something see. hysterical. Uh, streaking was one. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> streaking is not so bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't hurt anybody. I mean, maybe some visual sights did, but uh, you know, other than that, it. I mean, I mean, it, it was. Uh, a lot of the stuff we did was harmless to to the extent that it puts you through a little bit more than what your national chapter would require, but it didn't kill anything and didn't hurt anybody, and it would bring you and your pledge brothers closer together. Yeah, I always wonder about this bringing together thing. I mean, this is... Uh, you know, I. The, the, the good, clean, fun aspect, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do for fun, cool, but fine by me. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the bringing people together part, isn't this the cheap way to bring, to, to create emotional bonds with people? Uh, the, the, you know, to have this shared humiliation, this, uh, the, you know, in order to create these bonds? Cutting corners, basically, uh-huh. right? I, I kind of disagree. I know I, I'm I didn't asking you to the whole show tonight, and so I, I don't know if it's brought up. But I mean, if you look at the military, and by no means am I saying hazing is anything like the military, but if you look at that and say that people went through boot camp and basic training, and then you have those people compared to people that went through actual warfare, those people that went through warfare are going to bond so much more. Thanks, Ryan. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number here in the remaining moments. Maybe enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, as always, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, we, of course, invite you over to our website, freetalklive.com. It's the place you can go. You can get interactive there. You can also become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Maybe you like the fact that we give you the website features for free, and you want to voluntarily support the show. You can do that, and you'll get perks as well, like the uh, Free Free Talk Live amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only podcast, the uh, the forum that is only for amplifiers. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month, the price of a cup of coffee, and we'll take that money and invest it into the show, getting on more great radio stations, bringing more listeners on board with the ideas of freedom, and you can uh, get some perks too as well. So get the details, get signed up over at AMP. That's A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. Hazing has been the topic du jour. Tonight, as we continue, Chuck is listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. And Chuck, you're driving through Massachusetts. Go ahead with your thoughts. How you doing, guys, tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, Chuck? Okay, so with hazing, I think it's more of a generalized term because it can apply to basically any organization that is going to have you complete a certain kind of ordeal for entrance into the organization. And I think it dates back to a time when you actually had to prove your worth, you know, in in other words, like run a gauntlet and that you can, you know, join our club kind of thing. Uh, The military has hazing, but I think that is on a a completely different level than college-based. Because with the military, it is it is a brotherhood by fire kind of uh, 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 a process with that. You have to prove that you're worthy to be part of the brotherhood kind of a thing. And most of the time, you get that bonding with you know all of your, your fellow troops anyway. I spent time in the military. We didn't have anything, but everybody was tight-knit because we knew that if you, if you go to war, they do have to have his back because he was going to have yours. You know, that sure. was, so that you was were able to tie those, uh, you were able to knit those ties, if you will, uh, without going through hazing, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't need to take my rank off, you know, take the, the little pins off the back and shove it, you know, have everybody shove it into my chest and, you know, for me to respect you. That stuff and happens, though, in it. some, uh, that's a military thing, right? The, the pin hazing? Not every unit does it. It's not, like I said, hazing is, is a generalized term. If, you know, my unit, we didn't do anything like that. It was actually scorned in my unit. Uh, they told us you can't do it whatsoever. I've heard, uh, you know, heard of many guys that were officers that in college they did it. 
You know, right. uh, one guy had to dress up in a diaper with a bottle and, and walk down the street with a sign that says, you know, we'll work for food. Yeah, well, what could was, be the problem you know, with that? One of the things that he did. Right. Well, usually hazing, I mean, you, may, you mentioned it's a generalized term, but what it does mean specifically is that uh, humiliation is involved and, uh, and now not violence as well. Not necessarily humiliation. Not necessarily. Sometimes violence I mean, as well. Well, uh, you, you could have a physical or an emotional hazing kind of thing, but it's still going to be an ordeal. If you're going to have the emotional part, then it's going to involve some form of humiliation or demeaning process in which you have to show that you're lower. And then you get to uh, be the one executing the actual hazing when the new people come. And right. So it's, it's and it's, like a, it's, it's like a power transfer, you know. Kind well, of it's a thing. cycle of abuse. I mean, is is what it is. It's one, uh, you know, one yeah. generation abusing another, followed by another, followed by another. And and as you said, you are able to create these bonds without these experiences. So therefore, it's a completely, in my opinion, a completely sadistic and twisted and unnecessary, uh, you know, relic. And we had it another needs to go away. Where human nature comes in. See, when when you when you're in a frat, okay, and you're running the frat. Everybody looks at you as leadership. That means you're the guy on the top, mm-hmm. you know, quite literally, okay? And you get to call the shots. Now, we do have 75 guys like the previous caller, okay, all looking to him as the leader and, you know, for the choices and decisions of the directions of, of the fraternity. That gives somebody a certain amount of power, and that power can be, in essence, addictive. And oh, of course. you have that power... Okay, you know, you could do anything, and you don't really want to give it up. Look at politicians. So when you come in, you're, they're going to put their foot on your throat and make you, you know, realize your place. But then once you go through that, then they give you the power that they took from you kind of a thing, and it's, you know, they lift you up, and it's, it's a human nature thing. So the question that I have for all people that are going to go through hazing or an ordeal to enter some kind of organization is, is it worth your, how should we say, stripping of all integrity and honor and individual identity for the outcome that you you wish to achieve for that? Because me personally, no way in hell I would ever let anybody do anything like that to me. Well, you're not going to be in our friend. Fine. I'll go over here and I'll have some fun. Have a nice day. Yeah, I can go and I can drink somewhere else. Thanks very much. Yeah. Oftentimes, you I don't need to pull my own trigger. You know, that's usually what ends Or someone else's. You know? I've never yeah, heard an adult thing. say that they would put up with this stuff. As, you know, and I, I don't know even how I'm defining an adult at this uh, circumstance. Because a lot of times, these are happening to young adults. People who are 18, 19, oh, 20. But, but Mark, when I was eighteen, I never would have uh, done this stuff either. So it, it has something to do with uh, you know the mental age of the individual that we're talking about, or their level of maturity. It's the circumstance. I mean, it's it's a human condition. He's right about that. And the previous no, caller said that he was running not essentially a. The age really doesn't have a lot to do with it. It is the mental perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chuck, I love what you have to say. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Drive safe out there. The, the caller that was, uh, had said that he had run one of these, I mean, he said that it was essentially organized crime. And I can see how, you know, he called it a criminal enterprise. That's the terminology he used. And I can see how you would want to create bonds with people to keep them from, keep their mouths shut. And yeah, this is truly how 
uh, you know, organizations have grown into, you know, governments and uh, organized crime. Organized government is essentially organized crime. Um, you know, this is how these uh, these relationships are created. Well, Mark, I mean, throwing a college party isn't organized crime in the same way that government is organized crime. That's just the, the crime there is you're selling alcohol without a license. I mean, whoopie do. But Let's when you create with- an in-group, okay, so groups are defined not only by who's in but who's out. When you create an in-group, then that group is like the skull and bones we talked about previously these these organizations are going to want to get more and more power and some of the groups are going to rise to the top and at some point or another those groups are going to be in charge take a look at the freemasons the freemasons didn't start started out as a guild of people that laid rocks on top of each other ended up being one of the organizations responsible for the founding of the united states you can bring up what you want helen is in ithaca new york listening to wnyy helen Oh, hi. I, I wasn't calling in about hazing, but um, I, I guess I'll weigh in. I think it's disgusting. And um, I, um, I I was at least half smart enough in my freshman year at a very good university, which I'll leave unnamed, <laughs> that I was recruited by sororities. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm interested in it. I guess I was too, like, independent and stubborn. Were, were you able, Helen, uh, despite not being hazed or in a, a fraternity or sorority? I you, never joined it. Were you, right. Well, you Were you able, despite not being in those, to still make friends that you still, uh, you know, of friendships course. that lasted yeah. a lifetime? I've got lots of friends. Yeah, I've got a lot of friends. You know? Were you able to still been... find people to drink with uh, in the absence <laughs> of, uh, of a sorority? Um. I guess so. Yeah, yes, of course. I mean, that's course. not my objective in life is to find people to. Oh, I, I know that, but you know, for a lot of college kids, that's their objective, and uh, the you know the the pitch of uh, sororities and fraternities is that it will make that sort of thing easier for them. Uh, but I know you were calling about a different uh, reason, son. If you want to get it out quickly, you certainly can, or okay, call us tomorrow. I'll get, it out, I'll get it out quickly. You know, I don't want to change your topic if you're into. It's okay. Hazing. It's free talk live. You can but, do that. That's uh, it's all okay. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay. All right. What do you guys? Libertarians, you know I'm not a libertarian. I don't. I read a few pages of Ayn Rand, and I was. She's like, not a libertarian oh either. She's sick. Okay. Yeah. But um, what do you guys think about the 99% movement and tax reform? I, I am I a. Uh, I'm, I'm actually somebody who participated extensively in the Occupy movement here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, and I intend to continue. It's oh. kind of kind of died off for uh, for the winter time. Unfortunately, it's a small town. There's just not a whole lot of of, uh, of activity going on. But uh, I was one of the people who was there at the the very first day and uh, there every week thereafter. As oh, a matter of fact, so I you know I, I think you're that, volunteering uh, your free time to do something you know for the common good. That's well, well, yeah, wonderful. of course, because yeah, I believe you don't in, do it for the common good. He's I believe not... in voluntary uh, interaction between human beings. So, of course, I would volunteer my time for something I think is beneficial. And I think any movement that challenges the status quo is something that I want to support. And it's the world that you want to live in in the future is what you're trying to create. Yeah, and I, you know, I wish I had more time to talk to you about it, Helen. So feel free to call another night when we have more of it because we do this thing seven nights per week. Thanks for the call. If you didn't get in tonight, don't worry. Mark's going to be here tomorrow with Stephanie. As I am. Yes, that's for sure. Live Sunday edition. If you don't get it on your local talk station, give them a call uh, during the week, during business hours. Talk to the program director and tell them thanks for airing some free talk live. They are some of us. And then ask them real nicely for more because we do it seven nights a week. And we'll see you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am mad. Dirty ass. Take away everything.
iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.